Hi, this is May. And I'm Joy. Welcome to the QWERTY Writing Life Podcast, where we have candid chats about our creative lives. May and I are friends, writers, and creatives who want to share our endeavors out loud. On this podcast, we're here to encourage each other, and you too, and share tools we've discovered or made up, so you can follow your passions with a little support. So grab your tea, or your coffee, and let's get started. It's another week. Hello and welcome. Tonight is the final episode of our Creative Critique Partners <laughs> Creative Critique Partner series. And we're tonight we're going to be talking about receiving a critique. But before we do that, you know we got to talk about our creative weeks. So, <laughs> Joy, what did you do? So this past week, I got to lead the second of the teen writing workshops that I was doing through my local um, library, public library system. They have been so fantastic, and they have continued to do amazing programs throughout this year online, since we still can't really meet in person, not the way we used to. Um, But they have kept all of the excitement and great stuff alive through online rooms instead. Um, And it was just wonderful. This time, the first one was all about prep your story. So talking about preparing to write, whether it be a short story or a book or whatever. Um, And this time was ink your story with two N's because you know how I like my acronyms and I usually end up tossing in an extra letter somewhere along there. (laughs) But this is about actually drafting um, a manuscript. And so once again, you know, these kids are inspiring and they their their excitement makes me excited and so it was just a a bunch of fun (laughs) that's so wonderful Mm. again I have to like be in awe in the fact that you are a mentor to some people who are going to change the world it's amazing (laughs) I know that is the thing about kids that's just so amazing because you never know these kids have got their entire futures ahead of them and who knows what they're going to end up being and doing and, and all of those things. <laughs> yeah. And you're a part of that. You're a tiny little piece of it. It's a, it's just really, if you can think about how that grows into whatever else, and then they're going to influence their other people and mm-hmm. those people are going to influence other people. It's almost like a legacy, is it not? It is. That's so true. And yeah. I think that that's a huge part of the literary community anyway. You know, yeah. whatever we write is there and that is our legacy. So that's yeah. one of the things that I love about about writing. And as I get to know more about the publishing world, both traditional and self-publishing or independent publishing, the more I find out that people are just really open about sharing the things that they've learned with other people. Yeah. And that, too, is a part of their legacy, not only their words on the page, but the, the, what they teach to other authors. Mm-hmm. It's just it's really a quite giving and um, humble and grateful community and I like being a part of it definitely I would 100% agree with you on that one <laughs> oh, big hearts out Yay. <laughs> to the literary community <laughs> so tell us about your week so our church does a meals on wheels kind of um 
supplemental meals for the community and the other people in our area. It, because Meals on Wheels does not give meals for three days for the Thanksgiving holidays. And so we've got people who aren't going to be able to eat for those three days. So as a community outreach, our women's ministry cooks for all of these different people. And it's a lot of meals, y'all. It's like, I want to say it's around 100. And then you multiply that by three meals a day. So you're looking at about 300 meals that total in total that you're cooking for these people. And uh, so this is something that I've, I started doing last year. And uh, so I'm continuing it this year. So we um, get the recipes together. We get all of the supplies together. And then all of us ladies get into the church k- kitchen. And it is like a blast from the past. <laughs> you just you get in together. You get your hands dirty. You get to know people. You get to love on people. And then you go home and you go to bed because you're tired. So... <laughs> So that's the the part of my creative week. And just thinking back on last year, too, it was this really hectic time where we were finishing up every little piece and part of Finders Keepers. And I remember talking to one of the ladies and she was just like, you seem a little stressed. (laughs) And um, she was like, well, this is happening in my life. And I haven't really told anybody outside of the writing community and like my husband about this because... It's, it would just still felt like something that was private somehow when it's your first book that's coming out into the world. You don't really want to jinx it in some way. But she was one of the first people that I told outside of the writing community that this book is coming out and it's going to have my name on it and it's going to be a big deal to me. And um, so that was last year. And here we are a year later. <laughs> Still feeding people, still being really proud of this book. <laughs> so absolutely. Oh, that's so crazy to think that it has been a year too. It ha- yeah, December the tenth mm-hmm. will be one year. So we're getting really yeah. close to that anniversary, and I love doing this series with you, Joy, because it kind of revisits all of the information that we have in Finders Keepers, mm-hmm. and it makes it even it makes it reach an even broader audience because we've changed it from a writing critique partner to a creative critique partner, and these theories have held true all through these episodes, and I've mm-hmm. just been really proud of that too to like revisit it and be like yes this is still good this still holds up this is evergreen you know right that's so true yeah yeah so here we are (laughs) (laughs) so receiving a critique this is a really big deal because sometimes it isn't the most rational thing like our emotions after receiving a critique is not the most rational Mm. Thing that can never happen to us. So we will first explore how to approach your initial review of that critique and then talk about some ways to move on from that critique. Mm-hmm. So first, first, my friends, let's remind yourself of a few things before opening your critique. And this is if this is coming in through email or in a Word document or something like that. If you have a moment to prepare yourself, even before a conversation Mm -hmm. that you're going to have with your critique partner about your piece and you have not had this just yet, these things would still apply for that. So here's a few things to remind yourself before either having that conversation or opening your critique. First of all, your critique partner is not out to get you, my friend. 
We have taken every single precaution that we can leading up to this moment to make sure that you have picked the right partner, that they know how to give you a critique that you're going to re- that you're going to be responsive to. They know uh, they know your work. They know you enough. They know you enough to love you. And so your partner is not out to get you. This is not some sort of um, let's hurt the artist day. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You've carefully chosen this person. He has invested in your success. He's proven himself capable and you have decided to trust him. So just remember that you have decided to trust him. (laughs) Know also that all critiques assessing a creative endeavor are going to hurt a little. Creative Mm. words or creative projects or whatever the thing is that you have produced, they have tiny threads connected to our souls. And that's what Mm. makes your project special, unique, and evocative. When a critique comes in, even a healthy one, a good, well-constructed, you know, follows all the rules, follows all the the good things that we, we put out there, even those... The suggestions are going to tug on those tiny threads and that tension smarts. So we want you to know that this feeling is not some cosmic sign that you've picked the wrong person to evaluate your heart projects, okay? You don't necessarily need a new critique partner. Your reaction is only a sign that you care. It's our opinion that caring is necessary to make good art. So Mm -hmm. hold fast. You're going to get through this. You absolutely will. And critiques of your art are not a reflection of how someone feels about you as the artist. And this is really important to remember before you consume your critique as well. Separating your self-identity from your work is imperative to surviving the emotions surrounding your creative endeavors. So remember that art is subjective and responses to it are filtered through another person's personality, experiences, and natural preferences. Some people will hide your work in their hearts for the rest of their lives, and they'll tell their friends that you are the best person ever because you made the thing, right? (laughs) But other people will probably feel differently and have reactions that are excessive and possibly unfair. So we have to recognize that that is a potential, not necessarily from your critique partner, but from someone out there who's going to consume and review your art. Yeah. And that's okay too, you know, either way, either way, you're going to have people on both sides of the fence with the way they react to what you put out there. One purpose of art is to spread a piece of yourself out into the world, right? Mm -hmm. And so here you are, you're taking the steps to do this. Your job is complete. What a person feels or thinks about it doesn't have anything to do with you or your self-worth. You're creating comes from a place inside you, but no one project can encompass all that you are. The next creative project you set free will be different from the last because you will continue to improve as you practice and learn, and your life perspectives will widen and deepen as your experiences multiply. Yeah, yeah. And if you follow the processes that we lay out for you uh, to connect with your critique partner, we feel confident that you'll receive an honest and tactful and educated and kind critique. And if not, remember again, and seriously, this is super important enough for us to repeat, (laughs) that art is subjective and your worth is not decided by someone who is evaluating your work. 
no matter what is on the inside of the document you're about to open or whatever is about to be told to you from this person, a person, your person, remember, <laughs> has dedicated time and effort to help you. And you're grateful for that care. We promise you are. Yes, we promise. <laughs> we promise. You may not think so in a minute, but we promise. <laughs> you are. <laughs> Positive quotes can help you move on from a critique. And we're going to share more about that in our challenge today. Haha. -ha. I'm going to just, you know, give you a little glimpse at it. But first, let's look at a few other tips for moving forward after receiving your critique. Mm. So you've received your critique, you've given it an initial view, or you've heard it from your critique partner in person for the first time. Now what? <laughs> <laughs> first, we'd like for you to think through any emotional reactions you might be experiencing. You, you might be experiencing. Separate and evaluate these emotions. Just like your partner found a way to articulate his thoughts regarding your piece, you need to find a way to artic articulate your emotions and find out why you feel them. Hmm. Are they justified or are they just reactionary? And you can decide what to do with them once you've determined if they are legitimate or not. And that's super important. Yes, that's true. So first viewings or hearings of critiques do tend to bruise our pride. Okay, we're human, right? No contacting your critique partner, terminating friendships, or insulting his mom while you're in this state. Okay? It's very important. <laughs> Remember, you care for this person, and they care for you. You've forged this relationship to go beyond critiques in some cases. So you'll regret a rash decision later, and it's incredibly difficult to come back from mistakes like that. Mm-hmm. So the next thing that we'd like for you to consider is to let the critique marinate for a day or two. Mm -hmm. So don't necessarily come back right then and there and type out a frantic email or even once they have said it to you, maybe you need to just say, okay, I need to think about this a little bit. Let's keep on going with our coffee. How's your dog? So <laughs> Let's talk about puppies right now. Let's talk about something nice. <laughs> So seriously, just take some time, take a day or two just to really think about what is being told to you and then make or envision one of these suggestions that they've offered you. Mm -hmm. And can you honestly take a look at your piece after making that one suggestion and, and see that it's better, see that your piece is better because of the advice. So if you can see that it's better, then this is something that you really need to consider and use in an unbiased way to make your piece the best that it can be. When you glimpse a shimmer of the overall piece after the revision, excitement replaces the negative reactions. Believe us, we felt this. Yes. <laughs> We're, all of this is based on our experience. So first of all, it's like, oh, the dread, the terror. And then when we make something, a change that one of us has suggested, it's like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and by the third, okay, we're ready to work. <laughs> <That's> exactly. <awesome. laughs> 
so that's kind of how it goes for us. And we think that it could potentially be the same way for you. Mm -hmm. And at this point, you open up the document again, you take out your paintbrushes again, you pull out that recipe again, you replace that, that um, piece of that recipe with whatever your critique partner is saying, give it a shot. So, and then you're ready to see what other sparkling improvements your critique partner could have suggested. And that could really improve your piece. Yes. So now that you've taken a break from your project and from the critique, you should be better able to view your piece from a different perspective with some emotional distance. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's huge. That really is because we become so, um, wrapped up in our creative work that it becomes entwined with us in some ways to where we cannot objectively look at it. So mm -hmm. this stepping back for the time that it took for the critique and then for the time it took to let, you know, their reactions, their actual critique kind of marinate, like we said, that is going to be huge for you. So now you can work to objectively improve your work and your craft. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And two tangible steps you can take now to engage with your critique partner following your review of his critique are to, one, write down any questions that you have about the things that this person has said, and then dis uh, to discuss any of those disagreements in a productive manner. So, we're, again, we're not... We're not insulting his mom or himself <laughs> or saying that he has halitosis or anything. This is not about the person. It's about the comments, okay? So that's what we need to be discussing here in a very productive manner and also remembering that we have chosen this person to be a part of our lives, to help improve our work and to trust this person. So lively discussions on his suggestions can be just as fun as brainstorming together. And as we all know, as we queries know, brainstorming is my favorite part. Exactly. <laughs> this also is part of my favorite because it's this back and forth, this, this creative banter mm -hmm. back and forth that, that is just like, oh, and then we could, oh, and then I could, you know? <laughs> It's just really, really, um, it's really, really engaging and yeah. it's, it's so very fulfilling to see how you can have these ideas. You can even discard some of these ideas. You can answer some of the questions that they have in their comment section or that they ask you face to face and you can really take those, bury them deep, search them out connect them to your piece, connect them to your purpose and your motivation and your theme and see what is inside of you. And a lot of times, a lot of times you'll surprise yourself at how deep you can go. Yeah. Well said. So that was, you know, kind of everything about receiving that critique and to round out our time together in this series on creative critique partners, we thought we would just pull out some concluding statements from our conclusion from the book. Um, so here we go. The first of four concluding statements for you. First, always respect each other, even when it's hard. Yeah. Keep up the good communication work. There you go. Third, discuss an out clause. Now, this one actually requires a little bit of explanation. Okay, so life situations change. Availability changes and people change. Plan ahead and set yourselves up for a continuation of your friendship, even if your critique partnership cannot. 
the two of you may decide at the beginning to either discuss this possibility or put things into writing a pact of sorts, you know? Um, should the need arise to part ways, be honest, okay? And this is another QWERTY motto on repeat. We talk about <laughs> communication a ton, but we also talk about being honest. Uh, so and important. And we also talk about introspection, and that falls yes. here too. That is mm -hmm. true. So let your partner know right away if something has changed and you're no longer able to continue this relationship. Complete promised critiquing if possible. Okay, so if you've already promised to do something, complete it if you can. You know, try to, try to stick with what you've agreed to. Um, and then discuss your availability for future clarifications on past projects. So maybe there's a critique that you have done in the past. Um, you know, discuss, are you available to, to answer any questions they might have later on that if it's not something that they, if, the, if it's something that they're still working on. Mm -hmm. But whatever the reason for parting ways, understand this, it is okay to move on, okay? Of course we want you to stay together forever, but sometimes that's just not in the cards. This precaution is to hopefully salvage your friendship after the critiquing partnership has ended. Mm. Yeah. And find other ways to support each other. You know, for writers, this could look like being an occasional beta reader or joining a launch team or just cheering on one another whenever you need it. And so you can share a launch book on your social media. Like that takes like 3.2 seconds. So um, these are ways that, you know, you can stay a part of this person's life even outside of the critiquing area, arena. Um, at the very least, our desire is that you have developed a friendship that will continue beyond the final critique. Mm. And that's our final concluding statement. You know, maintain your friendship. You cannot be all about the work and the craft and the evaluations and all of the time and, and expect to develop and maintain a friendship. As hard as it might be for some of us, we encourage you to take a break and have some fun together, too. <laughs> While we wrote the first draft of our book, Finders Keepers, we took breaks to laugh and joke and eat and swim. We talked over memories. We shared favorite scenes from books and movies. We chatted about our favorite writers and podcasts. And we do that same thing when we discuss each other's critiques, when we have brainstorming sessions, when we podcast together, <laughs> when, we, when we're going to record this each week for you guys, we take the time to catch up on each other's weeks, um, to share any big news, and otherwise engage with each other before we hit the record button. <laughs> and you know what else we do? Mm. We go out, we go for, out tacos. for tacos. <laughs> <laughs> so now I think that leads us right into time for a QWERTY challenge. Yes. Let's do, Joy. <laughs> Today's QWERTY challenge has two parts. First, write a positive quote and post it somewhere. You'll see it as you're thinking about your critique, as you're going through the, uh, the changes that your partner has shown you. Um, write something positive down and put it in a place where you can see it while you're doing that. And let it remind you that there are good things to come. If you can't think of one, we have some suggestions in our book that we'll show you now. 
<laughs> we'll, uh, we'll also include them in the show notes if you want to print them out or tape them to your computer or put them on a mood board or an inspiration something. You can do that, too. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this one, is is this one that I did or is this yeah, one that you did? Yeah, it I is. I don't remember. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so here's one that I made up for you. <laughs> um, all criticism burns. The blister is a sign that you care, and caring is a necessary component of good art. Beautiful. All right, here's another one. Through a careful unlayering of our writing, or creating, <laughs> we find the precious gems and veins of gold. Put back together without the dirt, our story can finally shine. I got another one for you. <laughs> My worth doesn't hinge on the response to my art. Mm. This is a whole conversation here, guys. This is an entire podcast just right there about self-identity and separating it from your products mm. that you create. But we, we've already hit the career challenge to this episode, so we'll have to <laughs> talk about that another time. <laughs> so true. All right. And then a fourth one for you is thoroughly critiqued now, my work can stand resolute against critics later. And the second part of today's challenge is to recognize any emotional angst you experienced in accepting a critique of your work and journal candidly about your reactions. Revisit your purpose in writing and remind yourself of those goals. Okay. And how is this critique and the many more to come going to help you attain your dreams and fulfill your purpose. And there you have it, folks. A six-part series about creative critique partners. Joy and I have been critique partners for five years now. Are we oh, going toward our five years? I think we year? are. Wait, mm. when did we start? Oh, goodness, I don't even know. Huh. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it's somewhere around 2016. Yeah, so, so that would be five years next year, yeah. huh? So it was four years when we wrote this book, so I feel like, yeah, and it's yeah. been almost a year for that. So we're almost to our fifth year anniversary for our critique partnership. Mm -hmm. And these things are tried and true. Like, even a year later after writing this book, we uh, we still feel as if these theories have served us well and continue to serve us well. So we think that it's going to do some really good stuff for you, too, if you can stomach all of the introspection and communication <laughs> oh it's great stuff come on <laughs> you know oh, and another goodness. thing too is we would love to hear from you guys we would love to know if you know whether you're a writer or whatever your creative medium is is this something um, that you have adopted into your creative lives do you have a critique partner? Has this series helped you find a critique partner or actually think about having one? Or has it just helped you better a partnership you already had? Uh, we would love to hear about it. We'd love to hear what things work for you, what challenges you have, um, all of those good things. So at any point, please drop us a note. Um, you can email us at editorial at logosandmythospress.com. And that email address is always in our show notes. And we would love to hear from you. I'm particularly interested about critique partners in other creative fields than writing, just because my curiosity is sparked. I'm like a little Alice in Wonderland over here. <laughs> and 
I'm just, I just want to know. So if you would pop us on and let us know about that, especially if you're in another critique medium other than writing and you have either enjoyed this podcast series or you have some suggestions for us or you think it's all poppycock, just go ahead and let us know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. And so I hope you guys have a fantastic week. Mm, yeah. And go make something. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening until the end. Seriously, you're a trooper. Do you think pretty writing life is the bomb? May, you just said the bomb. Don't you censor me. If you think Cordy Writing Life rocks ice for real, oh my word. please rate, review, and share us with others. If you have questions about this week's episode or want to start a conversation, you can reach us by visiting cordywritinglife.podbean.com. We'll be back next week with more candid chats for you.